or Ride Back Live over the Internet Radio through BBS. Thank you, BBS, for making this possible for us. Happy Sunday. Today it is, let's see, November the 13th, 2022. We are Join here for two hours. Good morning, Joy. Welcome. Hi. We are for two hours Joy. on the air. Hi. This is April 11th. This is the recording that will be played during the show. Please hang in there. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say name and location. But, of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. As usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. And with every ding, that's somebody calling in over the phone line. Thank you all for being here. A blessed Sunday to you all. And we wait for Win Free to present himself here in a moment. Edward, I'm waiting for Win. Oh God, I got it. That's what I sent. That's what I used. Really? Did you get it? Yeah. I just sent it. Yeah. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Good morning, it's Wynn and Sedona. Good morning, Wynn. Hey, hello. Good morning, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi. Good morning, Mr. Free. <laughs> no. Who is that? <laughs> that was Harold oh, with a mouthful of eggs. Sorry, Joy, I didn't get to it yesterday. Oh, I was going to ask you and then decided not to. Okay, it's, a, it's, it's, well, we can, is it coming? Yes. <laughs> Hooray. And if you just joined in on BBS online, thank you for being here. We'll be starting here in just a moment. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. This is Jennifer from Greensburg. Good morning, hi, everyone. Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jennifer. And Lauren, Lauren from Forks. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. And we welcome hey, you. Hey, Boston, from Sedona. It's Raiden. Good hi, morning, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. <laughs> And there's nobody here in northern Utah but us chickens. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off. Oh, hooray for chickens. Beautiful scenery. Yeah, beautiful scenery. Well, the chickens didn't have to go into the voting booth this last week. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what does Lucky that mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and then have it changed by a Dominion voting machine. <laughs> That's right. I However, they were doing chicken wings. Eternally they were doing chicken wings for those that voted oh. the right way. <laughs> by the way, I'll have you know that buffaloes do not have wings. 
Welcome to the next caller. Please stand in my location. Good morning, everyone. It's Mary and Mike in Nebraska. Good morning, Hi, Mary and Mike. Mary and Mike. Hi, Hi Mary Good morning, Mike. Eminem. Good morning. <laughs> And welcome to the next two callers. Feel free to say your names and locations. Hi, it's Janine from Salt Lake City. Good morning, Janine. Welcome. Hi, Janine. Thank you, Aaron. Really. Hi, Janine. Hi, Janine. Good morning, Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. How was your journey? Oh, it was good. I made it home safe. Great. Excellent. Okay, We welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. And the next caller, welcome. Feel free to say your name and location. Roger in Austin. Good morning, Roger. Welcome. Hi, Roger. Thank you, Hutch. Hi, Hi Roger. Hi, Roger. And Hi, the next caller, please say your name and location. Hi, hi, isn't everybody? Cecil from the Great Northwest. Good morning, Cecil. Hey, hi, Cecil. 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 Wow. It's just, it's just a little bit of redness around the, the area where it was, but other than that, you can't even see the scar. can't even see the stitches, where the stitches were. No. It, it, well, I thought this was an, well done, Dean. an older picture. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well yeah. done. <coughs> yeah. Roger, I'm sorry yeah. to hear what happened in Texas. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's man, I must hurt you, huh? The two planes collided. Yeah. Yeah. We still don't know why it happened or how it happened. No. Just from the video, I think I know what happened. But I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. One minute, everything's fine. Next minute, everybody's gone. Yeah, this is a, this is a big loss. Maybe they're on our team. They'll be in transition. Hi, Joy. Hi. And I want to say happy Sunday to all of those of you that are listening in online through BBS. Thank you for being here this morning. The Sunday morning with the Elohim, where we connect with our friends in higher places. And I hope that you will feel the energy. I believe someone else joined in. If so, feel free to say an email location. It's Winnegan. Okay, you double win. Okay. Um, I think, let me mute your phone. Go ahead one more time. Testing. Yeah, that's good. Much better. It's good? It's good now? Yep. Yep. Why is it? 
doubling. I, I got your phone line muted. The VOIP is on? Now you're on VOIP, correct. Let me walk out of the room. And see if Sounds a little hollow. So your phone is, is uh, muted on the console. Could you put me uh, back on the phone? And then I'll mute your VOP, yeah? Yeah. Okay, you're on your phone right now. Testing one, two. All right, that's better. Okay. Happy Sunday, Are man. We... Thank you for being here. Well, what can I say? <laughs> Lots. I finally found a job I won't get tired of. <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> I need a raise. Where's the boss? Doesn't keep you from getting tired, though. What's that? <laughs> Needing a raise? No, doing a job you love. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> we should get started. Hello to everybody in BBS. All right. And... Um, All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. It's November 13th, When Here we go. Yeah. The recording no has started. November 13th, 2022, and we call this um, particular call Sunday Morning with the Elohim, and we're going to have a short conversation, I think it could be longer, with with our sources through joy. And um, it's very interesting because a couple of years ago, we did a session with Terry on what happens when you die and who you meet up there. And I didn't really listen to the whole thing but um, I scanned through it, and I said, God, this sounds like it would be very interesting because we're having that experience now. And we can see how what she said compares with what's going on. And there's joy here. Hello, Joy. Hi, so you there? Yes, I am. And uh, Hi, can you I did... hear me now? All right. <laughs> were we were we bouncing off of each other? We were, yes. Other? Yes. <laughs> I'm <But> here. <laughs> Hi, mutes and you unmute and then back and forth yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true love. <laughs> yes, I think 
Heise and I have done that before in other lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're well practiced. <laughs> so, as most of you know, if not all of you, um, Terry left this realm. Uh, let's see, three months ago, is it now? Just about. August fourteenth. September 14th, October 14th. Tomorrow. Yeah, three months ago. And um, she kind of demonstrated we leave, but we do not leave. (laughs) 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 Because because once she was gone, she was contacting everybody. She was knocking on walls. She was holding my hand. She was coming through Joy's pendulum. She was connecting with Kathleen and Shirley and and, um, Terry Marie, right? And 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 others who believe they were connecting. And in certain cases, I validated enough to be confident that there was a connection happening, not just because somebody said it. And um, and so, although we don't have Terry here channeling, we do have her here energetically, and she's not just here by herself. She's brought an army of angels with her and healers. And so let's welcome her. Okay, guys, put up your hands and we're going to wave. You know the routine. And Terry, are you here? Yes. Waving back. Oh. I'm, I'm waving for a while. I like this. <laughs> they like it too. Isn't that amazing that we can wave between third density and first density <laughs> and make connection? I think it's amazing. You know, we normally it's think of these so, steps. It's only what? amazing it because we were trained to not believe that. Well, even what even when I knew there was a fifth density, some part of me said fifth density must be very far away. Okay. <laughs> and I was thinking in terms of linear distance. And mm. I wasn't thinking in terms of quantum distance because everything is right here. There is no such thing as far away. Uh, Only in 3D is there far away. So even the one infinite creator is right here. Right here, but we don't usually access it. Because we're too buried in our 3D reality 
And so, even though it's right here, we don't know it. But now, there is in fifth density, and she's energetically on our calls, okay? And we can ask her through joy some yes or no questions. And we have done pretty well getting some great information that way. And we also have Bob, and we have a whole team, and then Jillian, who was, I've talked about her many times, who was my my first, I shouldn't use the word girlfriend, okay? Uh, she wasn't just a girlfriend, but a, we'll call it a personal relationship, and it was Jillian who introduced me to metaphysical things and to uh, astrology and even to Edgar Casey. And she sang my songs at the time. I couldn't sing once a damn. And we started a rock and roll band and then we went on the road and and we had a blast. And we both learned a lot from that experience. So let me let me call in the light and Father Mother God. We ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect. Joy, myself, everyone on this line, everyone on BBS, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Now, you know, the reason we do that invocation is because when we're opening ourselves up to, to other dimensions and to the other side, there's a big hodgepodge up there. There's 
really positive beings, there's angelic beings, and there's negative beings. And the negative beings are sometimes referred to as tricksters because they can appear positive. They can appear helpful. But they have an agenda. And so... Um, Yes. I'm getting a no while you're saying that. I'm wondering if that... uh, Does that mean that the tricksters and the negative beings are just here on in 3D? I'm getting a yes. Are there tricksters and negative beings in the... in 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 the fourth in forty, and I'm getting a no. I am so happy to have other people corroborate or uncorroborate this. Well, um, I will tell you. Wait a second. I don't want to address this because in the raw material. Oh, you're right. This could very well. This could very well yeah. be a trickster coming through, say, making it work that way. In the raw material, they most definitely said fourth density had service to self that. Fifth density had less. And sixth density yes, I'm getting, had almost none at all. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting so, service to self in fourth. Um, but then again, it's maybe the definition of service to self because we have to be service to self to survive. You know, a certain... These were, I, I, we've had conversations about this and there were beings. Okay that were using their position to be to be doing damage in 3D and connecting yes. with people down here that were service to self, that were calling on service to self. Okay? Calling on... Yeah, I'm getting a yes beings. on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. what you were saying there was absolutely not true. Okay? All right? Now, Joey is uh, getting a, a pendulum. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, anybody else want I mean, to take over? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, okay, let me ask a question. Are both answers correct? Yes. Mm. Is this I'm the fine tuning of it? Both answers being correct. Yeah. Is this because um, I don't even know how to ask a question? How both answers can be correct, you know? But let's let's move on, and let's just say if there's any negativity out there, it's not welcome here. <laughs> all right, right, and, right up. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to assume anything. But my own personal inclination is that there is most definitely neg- negative service to self in 4D and a little bit in 5D. And, um, I don't know why Joy was getting a contrary uh, um, indication to that statement. And Kathleen. Kathleen got a contrary thing, too? <clears throat> you asked if both answers were right, and, and she she said, yes, they were both right. I said, yeah. yes, they were both right. 
I didn't say it. I'm watching my pendulum. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that's something to do with duality. Okay? I'm getting a yes. Know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> Let's all just clear the space. Think of white light around everything we're doing. And I wanted to ask some questions, and we'll see how far I go in pursuing this, on the quantum field. There is something called the quantum field, and there's something called zero-point energy, and there's something called love and light. Do all those three things refer to the same thing? Yes. Are we getting an answer? Oh, I said yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. And now there's also... And it, and um, it, it's still yes. <laughs> all right. There's also... Two other names that are commonly used for this energy. One is that I think are commonly used, and I want to ask. One is prana, P-R-A-N-A. It's a Hindu name. And the other is orgone energy from Wilhelm Reich. Yes. And Shakti. Yes. And so they're all... Now, Shakti, I don't think if it's used in vernacular, it's when the energy becomes manifest in a room where people can feel and see it. Yes. And... Whereas the quantum field pervades all space and time. Yes. Yes. Now, is that energy being radiated by the one infinite creator? Are you talking about the quantum quantum energy? Well, or the other we, they just. They just answered that they were all the same, okay? Well, they answered that they were all referring to the same. They're all referring to the same. Yeah. So the answer is yes to your question. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's slight variations. Like with Shakti, Mm -hmm. it's the energy that... uh, Like, we've had that when I've given talks. I've been in rooms that were filled with energy and it was referred to Shakti energy. But um, it seems like it was the word was always used 
in relationship to the energy in a room, not the energy pervading all time and space. Okay? So... Correct. It's a projection of the one infinite creator. Yes. And it was part of... Was it part of the original creation of the universe? Yes. It did not exist before there was the beginning of the universe, right? Correct. Okay. And it connects everything without regard to the speed, limited, limited limitation of the speed of light. Uh, it's instantaneous connection of everything. Yes. Okay. And we can access that field as humans and usually it gives us the ability to astral travel or to be psychic, etc., etc. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm getting if we don't access it, we're basically dead. We are. So at some we lo- are the quantum field. We are part of it. We are, yeah. At some level, we're all ac- accessing that field all the time. Yes. At, at whatever level we access it, okay? Yes. Now, what is that field composed of? Is it particles? <laughs> the answer is, is it what? <laughs> yes. Is it what? Is it particles? Is it waves? Is it frequency? Yes, yes, yes. It's all the above. Okay. Yes. This would be a good time to call Lauren in, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Lauren, you can unmute if you want, if you want to say something. If you're here. He's here. Oh, he was. Sometimes it takes him a while to get his phone out of out of its jacket. I'd just like to throw in quickly that uh, it is also known as Qi or Qi, mm-hmm. Q-I. Yes. Thank you. Unmuted. Lauren, you're unmuted currently. Oh, thanks. Oh, it sounds like like Lauren is rolling out of bed to talk to us. (laughs) But he doesn't have to admit it. Lauren? What you got in mind? Yeah, what you got in mind here? Well, did you hear? Have you been listening to our conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Lauren happens to be a guy that has a very scientific, intuitive comprehension of things. And since we're talking about the quantum field... I thought I would let him, if he can, or if anything comes up, interject any more information about it 
that helps us understand it better. Well, it used to be called, uh, in terms of when the science came into it, into the picture, uh, various new discoveries that happened you know, the, within the last two centuries, uh, part of the 19th century and, the, and, then, and then into the 20th century. Um, before that, it was in the, in the Eastern, well, we've already gone into that, uh, but there's also also known in Western culture as a, um, uh, you know this field is a what was it uh, what was the term here um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's a generalized term, and uh, uh, and that's a field. What the hell is that? Avoid. Does does it have anything to do with the Heisenberg principle? Well, it kind of includes it. Uh, uh, Heisenberg principle on its first development is with uh, quantum mechanics. Um, it's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, and uh, which covers several different uh, aspects, uh, about ten of them, ten different things here, and uh, uh, but without necessarily going into that, um, you know, one thing, one thing that's in common. When you really get in the, down to the basis of each of these subjects, you can break it down into uh, into uh, an experiential phenomenon, uh, and uh, uh, and you know, emotionally, you know, uh, mechanically, you know, physically, et cetera, et cetera. And and the basis for that is energy, right? It's ability to do work, and the uh, and work is defined as mechanical action with uh, dealing with forces, right? But what do you do mm-hmm. when you're not dealing with that? You're not dealing with energy, and, and uh, uh, like patterns. Why well, person repeats certain patterns, for instance, uh, or they go on in the physical universe, or um, and why th- go, things go in certain ways, and why this color and all and that color, etc., etc., etc. You know, that it's, it's part of our experiential phenomena, and the uh, uh, at which it doesn't deal with energy. It's like how come? This happens, or how does I mean, that forms that pattern, or this, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the, the ethers—that's the term. Uh, well, it's actually it's actually a spatial field, and and that interaction of, of space 
space is not is not rigid. It's not constant. It's constantly changing, and the uh, uh, and it's it has capacity for just uh, you know anything that can be thought of. For instance, thought is part of it, and uh, and thought can also have uh, an energetic quality to it that you can measure. You can quantify it. Uh, so many herbs uh, <clears throat> of energy, you know. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You can qualify it. It's expressed in, in this uh, this way or that way, like sound, uh, like uh, 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 like a, a wave in the ocean, uh, like a, a tree, you know, the, and uh, the winds and stuff. I mean, you can express it all different ways, and you can you can actually. Uh, sort of like nail that down descriptively, and they. So uh, basically, we're talking about uh, fundamentally. We're talking about the creation of space itself, and so. And at one at one point, we went into a discussion about the difference between nothing. And the void. Okay, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It seems to me this quantum field has something to do with that. Is it? Does it? Yeah. It, it's related. And uh, it's related. Now, like the quantum, mm-hmm. quantum field is uh, is a is a something, and. Uh, that that something could be a no thing too, <laughs> you know. But it's a, it's it's uh, it's identifiable. Uh, it's experiential, and uh, or, or is a a true void. On the other hand, is the absence of anything, including nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's just the capacity. And it's, it's not, and it's not, and you haven't made it tangible. Mm-hmm. Once you make it tangible in, in some way, it's a something. And that, well, how do you, uh, how do you make the, it? Look, as, as I understand, quantum, that's quantum field. As I understand it, we're in the middle of this field, and in some way or another, we interface with it. And perhaps everything that's physicalized interfaces with it. Um, sure. Am I correct? I'm correct, right? Yeah. Now, does this field change form and frequency so it actually becomes physicalized as a part of the creation of the physicalized experience? Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fundamental. Um, when I was another way of looking at this, I may I may, might might want to bring this up to make make things a little easier to comprehend. Uh, it deals with re- uh, resonant field theory. Um, I'm, I'm the author of it, and the uh, <laughs> a resonant field theory is a saying that. Uh, space itself is in a state of resonance as period and oscillation intense persist. 
And the, Wait a second. Space is in a state of what? Resonance. Okay. Now, it's, resonance it's expanding out means... To, it's expanding out, uh, out to, towards points in, uh, you know, infinity and collapsing down to points approximating zero and doing that at a, back and forth at a regular rate. And it's spinning around in circles and forming a vortex type of effect. So it's so, oscillating, so it in other words. It's oscillating. Yes. Yep. Okay? It's in red. Oscillating. Yeah, oscillating. It's, and it goes uh, back and forth. Oscillation. Is it, is it oscilla- is, oscillate as a uh, sine wave or a square wave? <laughs> uh, how about all the above? Okay. Lauren, what were you saying? Yeah. Um... Resonance. You were talking about resonance. Oh, there's the difference between oscillation and resonance. Uh, uh, oscillation is a char- is one characteristic of resonance. To have resonance, don't you need two things? Yeah. Um, In other words. Actually, you're going to need uh, three or more. Three or more. Okay. Well, my understanding of resonance, having been into electronics and stuff, is that if you have something oscillating, which means it's creating a frequency, and if you bring something into it, near it, that is tuned to that frequency, then it will start, it'll start moving with the first thing, either moving physically or moving uh, at some level. Like tuning fork, it could be. Oh uh, yeah, if you have a if, if you have a tuning fork of four hundred and forty, and then you have another tune tuning fork of four forty, and you bang the first one, the second one will start to vibrate. It's tuned to that frequency. Even when it's not moving at it, it's tuned to it, and of course, the whole. Um, thing of radios and televisions and uh, when you turn a radio dial you're changing a resonance in the radio or the TV or whatever so it picks up a certain frequency that's how you can have one radio and have a hundred different stations because the radio can tune to the station by duplicating the resonance of that frequency. But I don't know how that principle connects to the quantum field, okay? 
So a quantum field is basically a wave propagation. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, and it can be also seen as uh, exhibiting effects of particles, in other words, having mass uh, momentum. Mm -hmm. And the uh, um, but just it's just another might call it another ask, another way of seeing a field that's a, uh, that's a wave, that's actually a wave pattern. And uh, uh, where, uh, where the wave is going outward or going, or, or going inward, uh, uh, going uh, uh, in a particular direction uh, or an anti-direction, uh, you know, Remember what different ways of of, uh, of evaluating it, if you will, right? And uh, and it, uh, light is not the same thing as sound, but there is a relationship between them. In other words, a, a, a light wave. Okay, okay. You brought up an interesting point because. Uh, we're talking about two things that have frequencies, light and sound. But they both travel in different mediums. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. And a frequency, does, a frequency needs a medium. Yes? Mm. Yeah. Yes, and uh, uh, but it can it can be more it can be other, more and other than that. For instance, it can be dealing with space. Mm -hmm. Now, when when we exist as a human here, we are moving our bodies in this field at all times. Everything is in this field, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, not only not only that, it's it's uh, it composes the field. It's not like it it's the, put in, in inside. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's not like putting something inside a field. You got this. You got this space. This field. This field. Mm -hmm. You're putting something mm -hmm. in it. No. Yes. Uh, as a matter as a matter of fact, uh, that field happens to be the thing itself. Okay, that's just <laughs> what space, I was going to say. Space itself, the space itself, uh, is taking on a, a certain dynamics that that expresses itself as what you're uh, as what you're uh, thinking it, it is that you're putting in the field. Now it's tell me, field. let me just ask. You're looking, you're let me ask the question. Let me ask. The let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask the question. Let me ask the question yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Does the does the field reform itself to become a body? It certainly can. I mean, is is everything we see? My intuitions say there's some truth to what I'm saying. 
that everything is the field reformatted. That's correct. It's, uh, it goes, goes through different, dyna- uh, different dynamics. Mm-hmm. And, and you can look at it from dif- from, uh, through different, interp- different interpretations. For instance, you're interpreting uh, this, uh, this constantly changing field, this uh, dynamic, uh, dynamic space and mm-hmm. uh, uh, interactions with, uh, of that. Not with not within it, but of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and what interact what interacts you, you, on the you field? That, you can see that as as sound, for instance, like you're a musician, yes. and you can, yes. you can interpret it as sound, or you can interpret mm-hmm. it as as light with color. You're you know like a you're a painter, uh, and you're dealing with well, materials. So you analyze those materials down to the very fine nitty gritties and get the uh, get the qualities of that, and uh, to be able to uh, so, but you're interpreting it from that from that that viewpoint. You follow? That's some like interpreting interpreting it from the point of seeing it clairvoyantly or clairaudiently or claircognitively uh-huh. or clairsentiently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. Your, ears, yeah. your ears convert the movement of air, and the sound vibrates the air, so it vibrates your eardrum, which turns into a signal that your brain interprets as sound, okay? Now, your eyes also interpret this energy and turn it into vision, but it's obviously not using air as the medium. What is the medium for high frequencies? If there, if it can same be explained. Is, same as this for low, uh, for low frequencies too. And the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're really looking at this, uh, you can see the macroscopic uh, aspect of it, which is what mm-hmm. your physical senses are telling you, all right? Mm-hmm. And you're interpreting yes. it. Yes. Okay. And when yeah, we yeah. die, when we die... Uh, wait, let me finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, interpreting you know, where it. Where was I now? You uh, were interpreting it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, on, the, on the micro level or you know, on the nano level, you know, you take it down, to, take it down to Avogadro's number. You know, which mm-hmm. is one times ten to the twenty-fourth. It's not exactly that, but that's close enough. And where uh, 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 it can't be divided any further. Mm-hmm. So. Like one atom, one molecule, and then. But hey, you can actually take it down further than that, which, uh, which is what is that atom? What is that molecule? How is it relating? Mm-hmm. What it's comp- uh, what are the components that make up that? Uh, uh, that uh, and what uh, what are the principles that are uh, that are dr- that's driving it? How come it exists? How come it exists in this way? Right? And. Uh, <clears throat> uh, 
And what uh, what patterns does it uh, does it take if it's repeating itself? And and in order for it for persistence, like you have a memory of experiencing it, right? Or you can conceive it, and you can t- and you can turn to that that memory, which is a mental image picture, right? That you're creating uh, or co-creating, and you can refer to it. Well, the memory of it is not the thing itself. So now you can you can re- you can. Uh, make up for that by, uh, oh, yeah, you, know, you, you got this thing, and all of a sudden, now, now if you carry it out, it'll have a lot of impact. Boom, okay, I feel that. Oh, yeah, 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 that's real now. I have a question for you about Terry knocking. Okay, so how do we we get this sense? We interpret what what I remember, I think we learned, was that Terry couldn't, do a physical knock by herself. It took the took the team, but there was this idea that she's knocking inside our head. Okay, you know, like we're getting it somehow. So, yeah. how does this? How does that relate to what we're saying here? How does how does our ability to hear something that is not a physical knock um, work? If uh, I can knock the air pushing it. It's just for the people who have no concept of quantum physics or physics at all, for that matter, that it, it boils down to, from my point of view, consciousness itself, because it composes and comprises every single unit that we're talking about here, whether it be an atom, a molecule. Did we lose Lauren? No, I just interjected no. that. Sorry. No, that's fine. I like it. Anybody else? Hello? Well, they're probably Hello? muted, unless they unmute themselves. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, so so also, anybody, either anybody jumping else, off of what else Kathleen speak said. Up, can speak up? Oh. Why don't you talk until someone interrupts you? So we'll know. Oh, okay. Instead of waiting for silence. When you take it down to the conceptual uh, level, uh, without it being physically, materially manifested, right? Uh, yeah. So we're conceiving right? that we're being knocked, knocked in. <laughs> we're hearing yeah. a knock. Yeah. Uh, so, so somebody comes up with, with this thing. You go, what is a knock? You know, <laughs> you don't know what it is unless you unless you've experienced it. So mm-hmm. they'll go poop, and you go, oh, what was that? We we call it a knock. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now now let's uh, let's put some form to this. The, uh, there's got to be some mechanics involved in it. We'll we'll nail down the mechanics. In the mathematical pro- uh, formulas and stuff like that, and, and, and certain conditions, and blah 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 blah. This really, uh, that's that's engineering. You know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we'll come up with a theory behind why that occurred or how that occurred. We'll call that science. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, it's it's it just as. As a side, as a side, a side thing here, 
people normally believe things, uh, accept them as true. Normally, do that. Accept something something as true. Uh, and there's two ways they'd normally accept things. And one is by preponderance of agreement. In other words, it's uh, everybody's thinking this, therefore it's true, right? Right. And uh, and the other is because some authority says it's so. <laughs> right. You know, neither of which is actually representative of the truth. And then there's individuated consciousness that we are that can re- receive those perceived knocks based on what we believe to be true, which may be something entirely different than the so-called authorities. Yeah, we have, and we have something in common. It's like, knock, knock, knock. Oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> He's associated <laughs> with Terry, right? <laughs> and everybody's happy. I'm getting a yes. Everybody's happy. (laughs) (laughs) We finally got a yes. Huh? Actually, there's been a yes the whole conversation. All right. Well, one of the mysteries. Things are not as they things are not as they seem, and there uh, and there are certain things that uh, that you that you can find uh, that are in common and. uh, and you can pick that as a uh, as a working as a working hypothesis, as a working pattern, as a working way of of, of dealing with it. Uh, doesn't cover all the bases, but it's a, it's it's uh, it's a it covers a majority of instances. Okay, and mm-hmm. and you can rely on that, and uh, uh, up to a point. That that point is. When you take a, a, a good evaluation, a reevaluation of everything, and they, and looking for something uh, that's more expansive and uh, and uh, and more uh, more accurate, more honest with yourself and, and your environment, right? And uh, ah, yeah, you know those uh, oh yeah moments, and the uh, wow, yeah, enlightenment, and the. Uh, and you reevaluate things in that from that new uh, from that new context, and it's more accurate. Mm-hmm. And it continues to do that as you as you mature as a being, as you're relating with uh, with different experiences and stuff. You're getting wisdom from the experience, and uh, um, and so, so that those tools. It's like a an artist. That, that is uh, uh, developing into a master, and how does he become that? Because he's wanting to, he's wanting to communicate something. He's wanting to, uh, to exp- uh, uh, experience something for himself. Uh, for themselves that they're creating, uh, they're creating it for themselves, and they're sh- and they're communicating that. Which is, so they want to share, express it. They're expressing themselves. They want to share it with others, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, see what they're, uh, you know, in the minds from the mind's eye, you know, spiritually. Uh, they're, uh, they're going, yeah. Let's see how everybody responds to this, and how many people, you know, how many different beings does this connect up with, and uh, and and now, I, and what are their responses, uh, and 
kind of now we're getting kind of like on the same page and stuff. So, the, so you need to learn the tools, you know, the materials, uh, the physical properties, for instance, of materials, uh, so they can be, so they can make a canvas, or <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> now, they work with different pigments to create different colors well, and. and Reaction. I, 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 I wanted to make a comment, okay? If we take sound and light, okay, and those are both phenomena that our body has ways of interpreting them yeah. that our brain identifies. In other words, air vibrates your eardrum and then that vibrating eardrum is connected to some kind of mechanism in the brain that interprets that in what we call sound. And if Terry was creating a knock, she would have had to, or they would have had to bypass the eardrum and go right to the brain and create the vibration in the brain that the eardrum was creating to cause sound. And the same thing with light. That light hits your eyes, and there's some complex converting mechanism that turns light into images that we call seeing. And yet, we can dream and see images in color with no light. So, there's a mechanism in the brain that creates those experiences. Uh, and that's really well. It has to. Otherwise, how do we see? No, no, how do we? How do we see things? In, in a dream, if you experience if you experience something, um, uh, and you're sharing it with, uh, uh, and, uh, and you want to share it with somebody else that you that you know, and you connect with this particular experience, and you don't necessarily have to be physically present talking to them, do you? They get it. You can, tr you can transmit the, the experience. Right. You can share the experience. Okay. You can share the experience with, so, uh, with somebody else. When you're sharing it with somebody else, uh, time and space are no longer a criteria. You're no longer mm -hmm. a limitation. Very well. Okay. And if I can throw something in, that it is that juncture, like in dream time, where we see and think we feel things that doesn't require the actual physical senses because in that state of consciousness, linearity and duality and physicality's elements don't come into play. Therefore, we are able to feel sudden actions or what have you in dreams or visuals without our physical eyes. And in that way, even while we are and we share that information almost instantaneously 
with every other being on the planet in our field because it's all one energy individuated as the individual us's that we know ourselves to be. That's my two cents. Yeah, and you can, and, and you can really tune, tune into it, uh, you know, uh, uh, change your, your patterns and your frequency, you dial into it, right, and pick it up, uh, or, you, uh, or you're, uh, you're sharing it and co-creating it simultaneously. So, you know, and, and exactly. your physical reactions in the body follow suit. They follow what, what you are doing as a being. That's why we get so many synchronicities. One person will think something one day, and on the next night's call, the next person says, wow, what just came to me is blah, 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 and that's synchronicity, and that's how consciousness works, and that's how that interconnectedness works, where we all can pick up what's projected, depending on where we are in our own frequency and our own intention and attention. Yeah, our own what about uh, memory? You know, you have a memory of a knock. And so that memory of the knock is stored in your head, and, and then it can just be kind of stimulated by telepathically. Telepathically. It modifies your field. It modifies your field so uh, in such a way that it can be identified as something in the field as though it were in the field when it's not. It's part of the field. And you're tuned to that. You know, oh, oh, there it is. Now you can get it down, you get it down from a a secondary thing, uh, uh, like a recall, recalling something, and the images and and so on and so forth, uh, uh, the sounds, the uh, the visuals, you know, what was said, what was, or if it was said, you know, what would all happen and what way did it happen? It, that's all part of that, uh, that mental image picture. And so, uh, you know, for memory complex. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I want to, I'd like to interrupt. And if you don't mind, I want to, play some of the session that we did on uh, what date was it? It was where I talked about we asked Terry a lot of questions. It was April 11th, 2021. Okay? And let's hear how this goes. Here we go. Is that okay with everybody? Yes, please. Okay. We greet you, the love light of the one infinite creator. Uh, We will attempt, we will do our best. We will to work with Jerry, however, she needs to uh, not have so much attention on her body uh, to be able to. digest the concepts and to be connected with us. So go ahead. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Well, we're talking about the fourth density. And 
We know, and we learned this in the reincarnation of Edgar Casey and in Carla Ruckert's raw work, that the next step for most humans is fourth density. Not necessarily all humans, because certain humans can go higher than that. The fifth or sixth density, maybe. Or even seventh, some. Even seventh. Okay. Yeah. So, when we're in our 3D bodies, and we had a brief conversation about this recently, where we can be, we can expand into fourth density, not astral travel there, but expand into it. And when we expand into it, we don't get the cognition of it, like seeing beings in there, seeing demons in there. But we get the experience of connection and our hearts being open. And could you explain how that works, how we can expand into it? and have those experiences. When you uh, expand, like get larger, take into more uh, space, accommodate more space, get bigger, uh, you're still centered within the body. And you can then focus on an aspect of the part of you that's expanded out of the body or focus back, but you're always centered within the body. With the other means where you um, astral travel, you leave your body and you're connected to your body by a tether cord. And this tether cord is your guide back, and if you lose the tether cord, then your body could uh, expire. Um, so that's essentially it. So it's much safer to expand into the fourth density than to astral travel there, I would imagine. There are certain so, disadvantages to, uh, to travel you can, uh, some of the hazards of uh, uh, astral travel is that if you encounter another uh, mass, like let's say that you are astral traveling and you're, say, um, experiencing swimming in a lake in your astral body and then a boat comes along you might think, okay, I don't have my body, so I don't have to get out of the way of the boat. And then the boat hits you, but your anchor points are there, and it knocks your anchor points of skewgy, and they might get uh, disconnected from your tether cord. It 
disorients you, and then you might not be able to find your way back to the body. So that's one of the hazards of um, encountering some kind of a, um, obstacle that uh, disorients you on your journey. Another obstacle or possibility of a hazard in astral traveling is you may meet another body. Uh, let's say that you had uh, traveled to the moon and you were then traveling to outer space. And in outer space, you met a being that hadn't seen, that got lost there and hasn't seen anybody for millions of years and climbs onto you and says, oh my gosh, a being and might just glom onto you follow your tether cord back and attempt to steal your body uh, or or cause all kinds of havoc. So that's another um, potential um, problem that you could have from um, astral traveling, but expanding where you are centered in your body, then um, you can get perceptics of uh, other places outside your body. Uh, but you are always centered and able to just um, shift your consciousness back into your center more easily. Mm-hmm. So, if you're giving a person guidance, since we're all going to die, give us a little guidance. Um, how to negotiate that fourth density. Are the things we're hearing now, will we be able to remember them when we cross over? You could remember the things if you are able to put your focus on them uh, and things can be triggered Memories can be triggered when you uh, move on into another chapter of your whole track. Things can be remembered and triggered by something that's similar. And then you can remember the circumstances of it and have deja vu. And if you have um, the uh, open track where you can remember your track, then you can remember as if it's just a memory from yesterday in this life, it, it becomes all one continuous track eventually as you begin to remember. But as you put your focus on something, then you can remember it. So uh, focusing uh, where your attention is is one big thing in memory. Um there's another part to your question. What was that? Uh, one part was, will we remember all of this when we're dead so we can go into the column of light? And yes, okay. The other thing that is if uh, you uh, take on a new body and you have new circumstances then you become oriented uh, to the um, new body and to the new circumstances and the new surroundings, and uh, that tends to overshadow your past. 
Go ahead. Now, I, I've had this question, and that is, if you die as a child, and you have a child's body, is that the body you're going to have in the astral? It very well could be the body in your astral. Um, if you have had another lifetime uh, where you had uh, a physical body as an adult, then you have your choice. You could go back to uh, that. And if you go as a child, does the child age in some manner? See, is the child what? Does the child age in the fourth density? Uh, it can. It's like, let's say that you have a body and you die, and uh, let's say you're a child, uh, and then you move into the fourth density, and you, um, or, or you, uh, pick up a body on, well, you have your, your physical body, your, your, um, uh, your soul body, you have that on the other side. And so, um, it, you can age there. Yes, you can. You have more control over your age when you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And what is the connection between fourth and fifth density? And if somebody goes to fifth density, what is their experience? Again, you pass through the barrier of between the densities and you move to the fifth density. And again, you have a choice um, of... Uh, you carry your body with you, your uh, soul body, you carry it with you, and then you can... Uh, experience it on that deficiency and again appear to others uh, and and integrate into their society and their life. And um, there are different, uh, more uh, aesthetic uh, endeavors. Uh, there is more integrity over on the fifth although we can still get a negative energy coming in. However, you have more ability to um, interpret, uh, to uh, see what is uh, in the other person's mind, to uh, mind read. You have more ability to do that in the fifth. 
So it is harder for a negative being to get by because uh, just of the nature of the soul, they don't like to be taken to be another child and lied to uh, um, and have somebody with a different agenda uh, trying to take advantage of them. So uh, you can't get by with it because of the ability to uh, see what the other person is thinking in the fifth uh, density. Uh, on the earth plane, if somebody expands into the fifth density, it seems to me, as I recall, they have more access to wisdom. Yes. There is less interference from the veil. Especially what? There is more... Uh, there is... Um, less interference from the veil of, of okay. the matter, space, yeah. energy, and time of the mm-hmm. fifth realm. There is less interference caused to the beings. And because there's less interference, you can see but patterns. distortion better. caused by, the, by matter, energy, space, and time in fifth density. Yes. And time is faster. If someone if someone bypassed the fourth density and went right to fifth density after they died, what would happen? Would they meet other people? Meet their friends? Would they be? well, the uh, the meeting for friends is more in the in in the heaven realm, and then from the heaven realm, one could be redirected to the fifth density. One after they do their life review, it can be uh, worked out with them uh, where the potentials are that they can go and whether they would like to. Uh, go back to it or whether they would like to go to uh, another place higher uh, to reestablish a different kind of life. All right. And uh, one thing that's hard to imagine, are there buildings? Could people take walks? Are there trees? Uh, what's yes. the difference well, between the outer environment in the fourth density and the outer environment in the fifth density. Fourth density is very much like the uh, third density and uh, there are rivers and streams and there are buildings and uh, it is easier to work with the buildings. Um, matter is not so dense. Um, and then when you get to the uh, fifth room, the area is more spherical. <coughs> People are dressed in making white, and often when you uh, get there, 
people are giving me to would be dressed in more white robes and uh, they would uh, be uh, have more control over matter, the ability to move matter with the mind. They would have more control over that there. Unmuted. Vin, you're probably talking, but you're muted. Okay, there we go. I'm okay. sorry. There we go. Sorry. Is Joy there? Is Joy there? Yes, I am here. So, um, I just wanted to ask Terry, was that description of the fifth density matching what your experience is now? I'm getting yes. So the other people, are they having, are they in white robes? No. Well, what other, which other people? Everybody other people? The (laughs) beings that are, well, you have beings that you're connecting with in the fifth density, okay? Yes. And are all those beings in the fifth density, or are they in the fourth density as well? Uh, are, are all those beings in the fifth density? Um, yes. Are they in the fourth density as well? No. Mm-hmm. And are so they wearing just, white just... robes? Are they wearing white robes? I'm getting. I'm getting yes, but does that mean they're always wearing white robes? Because we hear that you are just energy, like energy balls, or um, so. Are they always wearing white robes? No. Sometimes wearing white robes. Yes. Choosing, they get to choose whether to be just the energy or to have a physical form in which they might be wearing white robes, and I'm getting yes. They get to choose. Okay. Okay, let's continue, all right? And stand by, Joy, because I'm not calling you again. Okay. Now, and if you're what? walking around in a fifth density or flying around, can you look in on Earth anytime you want? and see what's going on? Not usually from the physical, but some and people are able to. But from the seventh, you are able to, to look in mm-hmm. on Earth and focus in. And they have focusing devices that you can uh, tune in to various parts of Earth or other parts of the universe and see what's going on and follow a scenario of one person over a tr- track of time and, you can even pick out um, actions and then um, over the period of time, consequences. It can be telescoped down so that you can have a little scenario, like a movie of like 
here's this guy's actions, and here's where the karma hit him. Later on, here's how mm-hmm. the karma works. So, can you see it, or do you feel it? You can see it. And you can be very empathetic up there. If you are, you, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And do you make friends up there and hang out with the same friends for long periods of time? Yes, and you have your jobs. Well, like, you might be uh, serving everybody with an energy drink at 2 o'clock every afternoon. Uh, and you might uh, have been instructed by someone who is uh, teaching you, say, showing you movies of... Uh, as karmic uh, scenarios did appear in the third density uh, to give you lessons so you get a perspective on how things work. I see. And do people have sex in the fourth density? Um, yes, they do. And is it similar to third density effects? Or is it different? Yes. No, it's similar. Similar. Uh, how about... As you get through the densities, as you get to the higher densities, the ability to emerge uh, with the other person and to experience uh, and share the experience with them become stronger. Okay. Now, when you're moving around in these fourth density and fifth density... Yes. Do you meet? Do you meet, Can you meet up with members of the Ra group or the Elohim? No, they're in their own division. <coughs> I mean, they could visit, but they. I mean, they're in the realm walking around. And oftentimes, uh, somebody asks you, "Could you look in on my?" father or my mother and way of looking. And how about food? And Adam, uh, we, you know. uh, we did not get the question about if we were looking in on another. Yeah. <laughs> What is your question on that? Oh, well, you can look in on somebody in the third density, and you can connect with them. Yes, and I would you assume can look in on the higher densities, too. Yeah, I would assume you could do that on other densities, too. And um, do people, do beings sleep and dream in the 
fourth and the fifth densities. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't really walk around or drive cars. They just float from one place to another, as I understand it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, without a body, it, it's like you, you float. You can float. You can intend your place, get yourself to another place, and be there instantaneously. Um, you can do that uh, in the um, heaven realm. Let's say an individual goes to the heaven realm uh, in their astral body, and uh, they... Uh, uh, if friends, they, they see their friends and they reestablish acquaintanceships. Uh, and, uh, give us a moment. Your, your question is, uh, do they drive cars? Is that right? Um, I'm sure they don't. I don't think they drive cars. But, no, it's like you know. the angels have the ability to float. Um, but you're, it, as it, um, it's an ability to be able to intend yourself a place. And in that realm, you can learn that so that you can intend yourself to a spot where you want it to be. Wow. But it is a learned ability. Now, when we do our whole planet healing, we are always intending our place, ourselves to be places. Is that a fourth density movement that we're doing when we do that? Or higher? Or are we doing that? <laughs> well, it is the same uh, function. And in your learning an ability that you can... Uh, after you drop your uh, physical body, you will be able, uh, in that learned ability, will be able to um, pick up much more easily than the person that wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. That's, I had that idea that um, when we are moving through fourth density when we're doing that. But not, yes. not astral traveling. We need another name for it. Maybe soul traveling. Um, where you're you're expanding your energy into that density and taking on right. some some of the attributes of it, but you're still yes. centered in your physical body, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. But we we wouldn't necessarily we wouldn't probably meet somebody while we were doing that, and we couldn't meet somebody. Although there have been times when we've done something and we had a lower astral force density being kind of negatively oriented was meeting Terry. Um, but Terry is actually... Brief, 
Let me say it another way. When Terry does this, yes, when Terry does this, when she moves, she actually is not not just expanding into the fourth density, she's actually there. Is she astral traveling? Well, she and the Elohim are working together uh, to be able to um, instantaneously reorient and take a look at that place, and uh, we don't know the name for that because uh, she uh, she's uh, piggybacking on uh, the Elohim and the Ra group and doing that. She's like a hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> So once he's hitchhiking... Like, like the cameraman checking yeah. it. I mean, going, the, the media going along with it to report. Once he's hitchhiking, is she still traveling? Uh, it's different. It, 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 it is... Uh, well, if you could call it astral traveling in the in the tenth density, so that you uh, you just are instantaneously there, uh, not mm-hmm. not. I mean, because you you are taking with you all the uh, aspects of all the densities in between. Well, I think uh, I'm using the idea that if you're astral traveling, you have a tether cord. And um, so when Terry is uh, moving around to always, this is a little bit different circumstance. She's like she's not just astral traveling, leaving her body and, and connected with a tether cord. I mean, because Elohim are, it's like more like being uh, connected with your uh, centered in your body, but tipping your focus, uh, say, to Japan or wherever you're looking at. Yeah. Well, I might be barely understanding it, okay? <laughs> um, I'm trying to get the feel of it. In other words, traveling with the Elohim is different than astral traveling. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it is uh, like um, like they're all on a bus and they're all going a certain place. They're mm-hmm. all on an airplane. They're all on a spaceship. It's like and they all go there together. And are you working... You're working in those densities as well. Somebody can call on you in those densities, yes? Yes. And you would answer the call. Yes. Or you could answer the call. No. If, uh, if it, uh, if it's just for the highest good and uh, it's not negative and uh, the intention's right, we would. Yeah. Um, 
the people socialize, like, come on over to my house, and they all hang out in a certain way. Well, houses, well, you'd have to say, well, where is house? <laughs> where is a house? Yeah. Or, well, it's not like there is a house. It's like um, the extraneous or relevant. It's just like needing soul to soul. Okay. Well, we in physical bodies have somewhat of a hard time visualizing what it's like to meet somebody soul to soul. Although, what I, if I was going to try to say what that was, which is sometimes people meet soul to soul in this realm, and when they do, they get together and they just... Um, immediately connect. They feel each other. Is that soul to soul? It's an aspect of it. Pardon me? It's an aspect of it because they're still connected with their body. Yes. But they can have an experience anyway. Um, and oftentimes people ask you to look in on somebody that died that they loved, okay? Yes. And, and you report back they're not ready yet. Or. Well, let's that, see, you, that there would be, like, like we're. Uh, the girl in Ridgecrest who died, what was her name, Yvonne? Uh, the girl in Ridgecrest had died, um, friend of Bonnie Penners, but she wasn't ready. And she didn't even know she had died for the first day. She didn't know what was going on. She just assumed that she was going to wake up and she would be there in her body. She didn't know that she'd become uh, disconnected from her body and that they, he had called it, uh, that she had died. So she was just hanging out, uh, not realizing that her circumstance had changed. And then after so people were treating her differently, and then she began to get the idea, you know, this isn't normal. And then she began to... Um, understand that she had disconnected from her body, but she was still hanging around her body. And uh, then uh, over the days, she began to get the idea that she um, uh, was uh, starting a new adventure on the other side. Okay. So that it's just, it's like a progression. Right now it doesn't have and to be a progression. Uh, like the, the, the other. Go ahead. Something we've never talked to about much, if at all, is sacred geometry. 
And um, it's sacred geometry, the way that the realms interface and flow into each other. Uh, it gives structure to the life. Okay. Could could you explain it in a way like uh, there's octagons, there's triangles, there's quint um what do you call them? Five five sided that a tetrahedron, a five-sided? No. Yeah. Um, did, uh, different geometric shapes uh, can be uh, put together, much like the structure of a um, uh, some kind of a housing. Uh, and then they're put together, and then they can uh, be the basis of uh, life. Life can begin to inhabit that form. And um, to use it as a reference to mold itself, too. Uh, like, the body has a certain shape. It's um, in the best... Um, it, it has the head or portions have a relationship to each other. It is the most optimum for uh, movement and survival. Uh, and then uh, when you uh, telescope it down, take a look oh, with a, like a telescope to see what it's made of, uh, there are various uh, geometric shapes or um in the relationships of the way the molecules are put together. And uh, it, it's just a uh, means of uh, structuring nest, matter, energy, space, and time, manifest realm. Um. Could you give me an Please. example? Go ahead. Give me, give me an example of where sacred geometry form is used that I could intuitively comprehend. Well, um, let's say that you have um, the third density and then stacked above it in a layer is the fourth density. And then where those meet in between, there there would be a plane, uh, kind of a dead plane, a neutral plane in between. Mm -hmm. And then there could be energy that would be uh, portaling um, in some place between the third and the fourth. Like, let's say that we were intersecting, uh, we were... Um, tunneling down from one to the other. And then um, 
there would be a vortex between the two, and um, alongside, there would be various geometric formations. It will... um, um, Uh, resulting from the way that the energies came together. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then, uh, if they went out of phase uh, for any reason, then, uh, let's say, the portal could become distorted, no longer round, could be egg-shaped, say. Mm Mm-hmm. so these are all basic structures uh, which the realms are built on. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the Elohim described as the creation of the universe, that two energies would come together, and then there'd be, in the middle where they met, there'd be a new energy that would create a new moment or a new anchor in in time space. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm not losing everybody. Do you follow what I'm saying? Um And that is slightly different than when we say the difference between realms, the the intersection between realms. <coughs> but there are similarities. Are there beings that move around between fourth and fifth and sixth density? You know, like uh, yes, there are. Yes, yes, like and a like a troubadour, yeah, and then sometimes they'll get stuck. They'll say, okay, we're, we're going to make an experiment, and we're going to go from one to the other, and we're going, like the Montauk, say, or the Philadelphia experiment, say, we're going to go from one situation to another, and then they do uh, uh, something messes up, maybe. Or maybe it succeeds, and they are able to move into a different time space. Mm-hmm. Let me check. Is is Terry doing okay? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it would be, um, we have a little more and then it'd be good to stop. Because we have when to do the whole healing first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want me to ask some more questions? Yeah, a few more. On <laughs> this. And I thought that was 
very interesting that that was two years ago, and now Terry's in the fifth, and we can kind of collaborate. I bet it's a little bit different. What I noticed is because of her connection with the Elohim, it's like... It might be different for her, the experience, than it would be for someone that just went to the fifth. Um, Joy, are you here? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Can I ask Joy that question? Um, yes. Um, is her experience different now? Oh, is her experience different because she is connected with the Elohim versus somebody else's experience who's not connected with the Elohim? Was that the question? Yeah. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Because even when you were channeling and you were traveling, you were traveling on the Elohim bus, right? Yes. And so, is it kind of like you're on the Elohim bus now? No. No. You're more independent. Yes. Okay. All right, I don't want to ask a lot of questions. We don't have a big healing list today. And, um... But we'll we'll go through a couple of it, a couple things on there, and it feeds you there. Does it, does it look like anybody's not a regular and is on BBS coming from BBS? Maybe we could ask their questions first, if there is anybody. Uh, yeah, there's one person here that has had a healing request. Okay. Okay. And uh, I am here. Okay. And if you're on BBS, we're going to be around for about another four minutes. And then we're going to maybe continue a little bit longer. And I just want to thank you all for listening. And, um, Sija, let's start off with the, uh, are you looking at the list? I am. Yeah. You see there's somebody by the name of Ben Cheevers on the list? Yes. And let's start with him. Because he may be somebody new. He is somebody new that never did anything before. And then... Um, I want to skip John's request, which is the second thing down on the list, okay? But include John's third thing down. I only want to do one thing from John, okay? Okay. All right, do you follow? And let's do the third thing down. And, uh... And... Okay, I turn it over to you. And, of course, 
we used to do this, and Terry would be on the line and make a lot of comments. And now we're kind of um, uh, contracted to just a yes or no answer. But we, no, it's we not a yes you... or no answer. It's a it's a it's that they've received. They've re- they got your request. They received it. Okay. Yeah, they got it. Yes. There, they're going with it. You almost yeah. I mean, you're still so getting the support. So acknowledgement. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you for yeah. clarifying that. Um, okay, so I turn it over to Cesia. Thank you. I thank our sources for the love light that is surrounding each and every person on this healing list for protection, for healing, for manifestations of beautiful, positive outcomes surrounding each and every person that is a subject of this healing list, that is listening to this call, that is listening to a replay, or reading a transcript. And I'll start off with Ben Chivas from New Mexico, requesting a healing for cancer. Ben is not strong enough to endure chemotherapy. Thank you. Your request is received with love. Thank you. Hi. I want to, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me a second. I wanted to ask uh, a question for Ben. And the question is, I have researched many, many, many alternative therapies that people were reporting worked for them. Would it be valuable for Ben to research some of these therapies? Um, Yes, if he wants to. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might go one one good website that has all kinds of therapies on it is cancertutor.com. Cancertutor.com. And another person to look up is a guy by the name of Ty Bollinger. B O I think it's B O L L I N G E R. Okay? And See what resonates there. And there's a lot of inexpensive things you can do that people have reported amazing success. 